Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We welcome in Brad Thomas every year. He does the derby with us. Uh, people uh, wait for this to, to hear what's going on and get his uh, opinion on the race, and we're ready to do it now. Brad, welcome. How are you? I'm great, Mike. How are you? All right, Brad. First, uh, for those who want to link up with the uh, with the and they still have time uh, with the Oaks, give, give the folks what you picked in the Oaks yesterday. Just uh, just a quick, just give them the numbers of the horses that you picked in the Oaks. I like uh, Chocolate Kisses to uh, rebound off the dull last race. I think she'll do better at Churchill. She's training better. There's tons of pace for her to attack. She's the two-horse. I think the one out for a spin has a big shot out of price is one of the speeds it might possibly rate. And I think the 10, Champagne Anyone, uh, is a horse who has really been pointed for this race by a master trainer. We'll get the distance and we'll get the pace. I'm just not certain how much better she might be than some of the others in here who'll be bigger prices. Positive Spirit, only horse to have even run a mile and one-eighth, and they're two of her best races. I'm using her as well. All right, so uh, the horse, though, to, to win is uh, the favorite the, is Chocolate Kisses. The, the two Chocolate Kisses, that's my top choice. I gotcha. have a saver win bet on the one, though. All righty. Uh, now, let's get to it. First of all, what are you expecting track-wise tomorrow? The weather forecast I saw said that there's going to be enough rain to make that horse that, that track pretty wet by race time. I think it's going to be sloppier and sealed or, or muddy and sealed, and I think that might affect the race to some extent. All right, so here we go. Uh, we had a second scratch today, which meant Bodie Express is in. So we have a field of 19. We take out Omaha Beach, and then we take out Hakel uh, is out, uh, Kieran's horse. Uh, we add in uh, Bodie Express, which adds a little more speed on the outside, too, which is good for the race. So that's a positive. Uh, all right, let's start with War of Will. But he is the speed of the race, Mike. At least I believe he will be. I think he's actually the key to this race. Uh, he beat weak fields in Louisiana, uh, three and two back, but galloped out powerfully in those races like he's a horse who really wants to run long. Last time in the Louisiana Derby, uh, that was his only loss on dirt, by the way, and he won under sloppy seal conditions at Churchill last year. He lost his action out of the gate, then lost focus racing in and amongst horses in traffic. He's always been a horse who's pulley and on go, wanting to send before his jockey's cue. I think the high call scratch is going to really help him because they're moving that one post to the second position in the gate now with that horse out of the race. That's going to put him further away from the gap and the temporary rail. He's a goofy kind of horse at times. The extra room, he's a big horse as well, is going to really allow him to gun out of the gate and send his connections now know that that's the only way he can, he, can, uh, he can do well. He's trained superbly. He's in top hands. He is legitimately very talented. I expect him to be a serious pace rival for maximum, for maximum security. He's going to be even a sneaky underneath use for me and even a possible win saver at a big price because I think this horse on balance might be better than maximum security. And if they go head-to-head, I think he's the one with the chance of survival. You also are a very big... Uh... A fan of this trainer. 
Mark Cassie's operation is absolutely outstanding. His Kentucky assistant, David Carroll at Churchill Downs, was the exercise rider of Easy Goer. He does an exceptional job. It's a great collaboration, fine teamwork. All right, tax. He has improved big time with Lasix and more distance off the claim by high percentage Danny Gargan. He was hung wide behind two more precocious rivals in the Remsen as the first star for that trainer. He showed gameness fighting through two legitimate incidents of trouble when he beat third Raiders in the Withers last time in the grade two wood. He had a good trip battled hard in the stretch against the progressive Tacitus, did so off a 61-day layoff. Despite being in tight quarters on a dull rail in deep stretch, he kept on trying. Now he comes back quicker. That's a positive. He has a great wet track pedigree, a super stamina pedigree. He has three races at a mile and one-eighth. That's a true thing Gargan did to prep him. Three races at that distance, whereas everyone else in this field only has one. Uh, he might be limited with his upside, might be limited with his ability to class up. But the more I look at this horse, the more I see him getting a very good inside trip at a, at a distance he should handle on a track he should really, really like. I don't know if he can win, but I'm definitely using him underneath. Uh, I think he can add value to the exotics. He's also got a very good wet track pedigree, too. Major wet track pedigree. I mean, right. clearly, yeah, that's a good that, that that arch Chris has that that they like it wet, man. So it, that that's a big positive. That's a heck of a claim. I mean, to go in there claim that horse, uh, and what people don't realize, you claim that horse before the race is run, not after the race is run. You claim that horse before the race is run, out of a maiden fifty. There's not many places to go with the horse if it wins, and he takes his horse right into a grade two. I mean, that's an incredible job. And really. Yeah. Really is. Is. That's an amazing job. It really, I mean, that's one in a million to do that with that horse. All right, by my standards. This horse was squandering his reserves with premature and too explosive moves from too far back early in his career, but he learned from it. So the jockey, Gabriel Saez, uh, he sat closer and waited longer before being uncorked in his last two, and the results were tremendously improved. Last out in the average Louisiana Derby, he did save more ground than the hard-to-use spinoff, but the inside was not that good that day at the fairgrounds, and in general, rail runs on dirt through that long New Orleans stretch can be really taxing on horses. You don't see a lot of winners doing that. By my standards, showed class and courage to get up over a horse who I think is pretty talented. He is a blossoming colt with a positive profile. His training at Churchill Downs has been fantastic. He might be the top, top training star of the, uh, pre-race, uh, of the pre-race sessions. Uh, he's going to be hurt by his miler's pedigree. He's going to be hurt by going longer and in a likely faster-paced race. But He's an underneath use for me based upon how well he's done and how much improving he's made. All right, Gray Magician. This horse has repeatedly been outclassed by second raiders. Uh, he could not win a poor UAE derby last time out. Uh, I'm not using him. He hasn't trained well either. All right, Improbable. He kept his turn of foot despite stretching out steadily as a juvenile uh, when he was consistently well set up, beating average fields, but he did it in striking fashion. He moved too early and too wide off the bench in the Rebel when he was nailed late by the uh, perfect inside-out trip winner who had more recency. Then Improbable put blinkers on for the Arkansas Derby. He acted up in the gate, still managed to break okay. He angled out very wide when he, his jockey chose ground loss over staying on a dull rail on the back stretch. He middle moved sharply, and he's super gamely, really impressive with his game. The super gamely made multiple stretch runs at the 
absolutely superb Omaha Beach, a horse who I think is the most talented horse in this division right now, and the more seasoned over Omaha Beach as well. Improbable wasn't going by him, was never going by him, but kept on trying. Now, though, Improbable is fully cranked. He is third race off a layoff. Now he is the fit horse. He's taking the blinkers back off for the Derby. He's won at Churchill Downs. He has stout stamina on his damn side, and that's going to help the city zip on the sire side. But city, the city zip, zip in the gonna... city zip horse in the Derby. Imagine that. I mean, this is a this is a sprint of sire, folks. I mean, and a turf sire. Uh, you know, a very accomplished sire, but not a Derby sire. Very good wet track sire, though, and yep. a brother of Ghost Zapper, who is a stamina sire. So there's a lot of funky things going on. City Zip is a tremendous sire. I doubt improbable to some extent because of that, but the City Zip is going to give him plenty of wet track pr- prowess. Now, the blinkers uh, went on in the first place with this horse because he cocks his head to the right when he sees the grandstand turning into the stretch. Now, such a lapse in concentration on Derby Day, that really could be an issue because there's going to be even more going on to the right when he looks there than there normally is. But uh, as we said, he's bred to relish the going. Uh, I, I do think he's a horse who wants to wait a little bit longer before making his move stylistically. I think he would be better doing that, and he should be able to do that going a mile and a quarter. The problem is the mental side of it. That's where this horse needs to grow and develop. Mentally, he needs to be more patient. If his new rider, Iran Ortiz, who is the perfect fit for him, is able to get him to relax mentally and then use that move later, this horse is a big win threat. I love Ortiz on him. He rides horses like these superbly. If this horse is nowhere to be found, I think you'll remember, mark my words, you'll see this horse on Belmont Day win the Met Mile. I mean, I could see this. I mean, he just looks like the horse for me. I could, I could see Baffert bring this back and blow the doors off the Met Mile with this horse. You know that? I mean, it just looks like that kind of horse. You know that? He'd be very nicely weighted too as a three-year-old. So that's a, that's a, that's an interesting proposition. Yeah, I just think he looks like a he looks like that kind of horse. This horse can be a good horse in the end of the year. This going to be a, you're going to hear from this horse. This horse got talent. There's no question. This horse is a very talented horse. I don't know if he gets the distance, but he's going he's a very talented horse. This horse. I don't think there's any question. Uh, Vacoma. He uh, stretched out the two turns, first time Lasix, and stepping up to a grade two when he came off the bench in the Fountain of Youth. And uh, there he sat reasonably close to absolutely insane fractions. He gamely fought on through the stretch behind two well-set-up horses who were more seasoned. Last out, he benefited from a big speed bias and moderate pace competition in a generally quality, thin grade two bluegrass. But he professionally dispatched that field. He held sway decisively over a tough trip closer. He's a nice miler slash middle distance call. He could be the competition for Improbable in the Met Mile, uh, Mike, if the three-year-olds uh, go on to that race. But uh, his sprinty dam side and his highly efficient, inefficient striding action, I think are going to really hurt him going longer. Uh, the dam side for this horse is all sprint, and his action is going to get to him going longer. That inefficiency makes him work a little bit harder, and it's really going to be trouble in the last eighth of a mile. Still, his wet track pedigree is so strong, and I like his post position, too, because Churchill, when it's wet, the inside can get fantastic. Remember last year's Derby Day? All the horses who were getting up for second, third, and fourth, even the winners, were inside. So horses who are sitting a trip and maybe not too far back could very well have a big shot to outrun their expectations. All right, Maximum Security, who uh, is going to be a fascinating horse that's going to get a lot of attention 
You and I both know Jason's service very well. I mean, this is another one. I mean, this horse opened up winning a maiden 16 by nine lengths. Uh, that this horse is here with the the, the uh, resume that it's got, this is, a, this is a wild one. It really is. I mean, this is a – you could spend a lot of time examining what this horse is, right? Well, we're going to find out. We're going to get a two-minute and change examination tomorrow. Uh, he really was hand at the Florida Derby when his expected pace rival, Hidden Scroll, chose to attempt a rating lesson <laughs> in a million-dollar no race. Made go, no I sense. Mean, go for, yeah, I mean, just, just, just horrendous. In the old days, horses ran more often, so a Hidden Scroll would run in an allowance race, learn to rate, and then come back two or three, two or three weeks later and run in the stakes race. But they run so seldom that you have to experiment in grade one races. And it really does mess things up, and it messed up Hidden Scroll, too. Uh, Maximum Security was allowed to walk on the lead, though, as a result, on a speed bias track. His closest pursuer was a 71-to-one-shot maiden. Now, many Triple Crown preps feature a big third quarter, but, and this is to his credit, Maximum Security broke that, that Florida Derby open with a huge fourth quarter, and he scored decisively with speed to spare. He was strong to the end. He's paired up the top figures in the field, but this is not an ordinary middle-distance stakes race. It's the Derby. It's a mile and a quarter. There are not going to be any rating experiments tomorrow, Mike. Uh, and the only time this horse has faced real competition, that was in the Florida Derby last time, and the table was tilted in his favor, pace and bias-wise, and it was on his home track, the only track he has ever raced at. Yep. Even with the scratch at Omaha Beach, he's going to face much sterner early pressure, going longer on a new and different surface in a new and different environment. I'm playing against them. I'm only using them defensively and, underneath. And Brad, do you have any idea when did they bring this horse into Kentucky, too? I mean, this horse hasn't even been in Kentucky. He's been training at Palm Meadows. He comes, service has his distinct training style. He loves Palm Meadows. He believes that with his style, Palm Meadows is what legs up his horses best. They gallop and then they sprint home in the last eighth of a mile of the gallop or the last uh, quarter mile or the last three-eighths of the mile, depending upon what service feels. It clearly works for him. But again, he's not going to be running in that Gulfstream environment. He's going to have to go to another different environment, and the shock of Derby Day is so different from what these horses have ever experienced. That's something he's going to have to deal with in addition to pace pressure. All right, Tacitus has become the now horse. We just had Bill Mott on. He's now the pre-race favorite. Uh, obviously an improving colt, a tappet colt. How about Tacitus? He showed promise uh, in very decent maiden races going a distance at age two, took a big step forward at three with Lasix two turns and coming from a bit further off the pace. He was aided by perfect pace setups in both the Tampa Bay Derby and the Wood, but in the Tampa Bay Derby, he showed great maneuverability and athleticism slicing through traffic, and in the Wood, he overcame two early incidents of trouble that could have been energy sapping. He has an exceptional classic pedigree, but still has the look to me of a horse not yet fully mature mentally or physically. He was leaning in late and had to work a bit to beat B-plus level tax in the overall weak Wood, and the Wood, too, is a race that has has produced poor derby results in recent years. I think this year it could perhaps be a little different, but Tacitus has improved with every start. He continues to train superbly. He has great form upside. He has the ability to sit and also finish. I do think he's a big win threat. Uh, plus K uh, Parfait. 
He was exchanging decisions with Ham and Eggers last year. Uh, he just barely held off Gray Magician in that weak UAE Derby. Uh, I don't think he has a shot at all. Maybe fourth because anybody can be fourth, but no higher. All right, cutting humor. He was being hurt by very wide trips and premature moves early in his career. Last out, though, he set closer early, stretching out to nine furlongs in the grade three Sunland Derby. He made a well-timed and strong middle move and then lasted over two-move tough trip, another twist of fate. A very good colt who subsequently was a fine second on short rest in the grade three Lexington and who will be heard from in the Preakness in a couple weeks. But uh, cutting humor, despite looking like he was getting caught in that race, pulled up, galloped out pretty decent afterwards, indicating that it might have been an intention thing as much as a, as a physical thing. Uh, he's improving. He's rested. He does want to run clear, and that means he's likely going to be very wide all the way in a 19-horse field, and that hurts, and in combination with a pedigree that's iffy at a mile and a quarter, uh, I don't see him, him winning. I will use him deep, deep underneath. Code of Honor was surprisingly precocious for his pedigree, winning his six-for-alling debut at Saratoga last year for a trainer who's patient. Then he was pace eight after a troubled start in the Champagne when he finished second. Missed the Breeders' Cup Juvenile due to illness. He went out there, couldn't run, though. He returned dull three months later, however, versus weak competition in Florida. Then was trained harder for the grade two Fountain of Youth, a race in which he had to show something to prove himself worthy of being on the Derby Trail. He delivered big time, but he got the help of a perfect, perfect pace setup and an inside-out trip uh, with both of those things hugely aided by getting the rail draw in Gulfstream Park's unique uh, mile in the 16th contest. They have a very short run to the first turn, really helping the inside horses. And then because they move the gate back a little bit to make that run a little bit longer, they have a shortened stretch run. They finish before the regular wire. Code of Honor needed every bit of that shortened wire to hold off the fast-finishing, lately-changing Bourbon War. Subsequently, Code of Honor had no chance from the far, in the Florida Derby from an outside draw against pace and bias stretching out to a mile and an eighth. And check the replay of that race. The kickback at Gulfstream was unbelievable that day, really hard on the closes. You can just see it flying back at them. Maximum security really benefited from it. Code of Honor was hurt by it. And you know McGee didn't have him fully 110% crank for that race. Still, though, it bothered me that Code of Honor was losing late ground again to Bourbon War. Uh, he has additional rest. He has nimble athleticism, which is going to help in the big field. He has Shug McGee, a master craftsman. Uh, but and, he's he's looked good on, and he's looked good on the track this week. He has, and you've talked about buzz horses. Well, this horse has been under the radar. He could very well go off at a bigger price than what he deserves to be. I don't love him at a mile and a quarter. I don't love his gait issues, which can really hurt him in, an early, in a big field where you need to stake out early position. Uh, he's going to be an underneath use for me. I just have doubts about his overall quality and distance preference, but he's a horse who has a good chance to outrun his odds and hit the board. Win, win, win. He stretched out for the first time in the Tampa Bay Derby. He was strongly pace helped, but he was forced to rally very, very wide, lost ground, also was competing on an inside bias track. He was a grinding third behind Tacitus, who, of course, came back to win the grade two wood. Last time, when we went to Kentucky, ran nine furlongs, extended out to that distance in the bluegrass. He ran against a big speed bias. He was stopped cold in the midst of his run midway in the second turn, 
gamely restarted, finished really well late. He was really chugging. He's tough. He's honest. He's not trip dependent. He does have consistent gate woes. That could cost him, again, that critical early position. His pedigree is uncertain for a mile and a quarter. His root figures are soft, but I really think this horse is better than his numbers. Uh, this horse has fight to him. He's game. He showed that in his workout this week, which, which went awry, but in which he showed real fire and competitiveness. I'm going to use him underneath. Don't think he's good enough to win, though. Master Fencer. The Japanese will win an arc before they win a Kentucky Derby. The turf <laughs> racing is better than the dirt racing. They will. They will. Make a, make a bet on that someplace. They will. And this horse, even on dirt, is the third or the fourth best dirt horse in Japan. All right. A game winner. Probably the favorite in the race. He probably will be. Uh, he was a rare combination of one-turn sprint speed and two-turn route stamina as a multiple grade one winning two-year-old champion. He's evolved, though, at three into a deeper rallier. Uh, that cost him debuting this year in the division of the Rebel when he had a tough, very wide trip before mounting a strong stretch attack against the top-notch Omaha Beach. He just missed to that less-stressed rival, but I don't think he was ever getting to him. I think Omaha Beach always had more. Then game winner came back on relatively short rest, second off a layoff in the Santanita Derby. He endured another difficult, very wide journey. He sustained a long run, uh, premature move, could not outkick, though, the perfect trip born made of his, who's top class, that's Roadster. Now game winner's third race off a layoff. He has more rest. He's stretching out to a mile and a quarter distance, for which he gets some pedigree support a lot, actually. He's a very good horse with Churchill Down experience in the hands of a master. His only two losses have come against the best in the division when he had very tough trips. Uh, Baffert even uh, worked him inside a horse last weekend, I think, in an attempt to, you know, maybe help him deal with some traffic if he's not wide all the way in the derby. That's Baffert paying attention to detail. But this horse hasn't improved on his two-year-old form. His recent trip issues are a function of his need-to-be-clear preference. He leans in in the stretch, too, when he's under pressure. He's done that consistently. I don't like that. The only way for him to avoid another ground-losing trip in the derby would be for him to sit closer early. But such a remedy that people come up with often compromises horses finishing kick they're creatures of habit they do what they do you change them up it's hard for them to adapt he is a win threat on his class and consistency but uh, i'm shading him more heavily underneath than i am on top and you know in the back of my mind too with this horse i'm wondering if another rider might be better for him roadster he showed grade one talent sprinting at age two Went to the sidelines, though, in September for a throat operation after he had some breathing issues. He stretched out for his three-year-old debut off a six-month layoff. He showed he could carry his tactical, sharp, middle-moving style to two turns. But with less seasoning overall and racing miles of foundation, he still, after that allowance race, was at a conditioning disadvantage to his more heavily campaigned three-year-old rivals. So note how Baffert, showing how good he is. Uh, his horses usually have six or seven days between works. Baffert drilled him twice on five days rest in order to slip in a needed extra workout before he stretched Roadster out to nine furlongs for the grade one Santanita Derby. That's calling an audible. That's training. The Colt delivered in that race big time, showing versatility, gears, pliability, and acceleration under absolutely brilliant jockey Mike Smith handling. 
Smith eased this horse well back on the second turn when the pace heated up, and his barnmate game winner made a premature and very wide move. He waited for game winner and the others to expend themselves, and then a relaxed and rested roadster who was just sitting back swooped into the stretch. He dispatched game winner with speed to spare uh, in a race that I think made Roadster look maybe a little bit better than he really is, and game winner a little bit less so. I think they're actually closer in ability, though Roadster has more upside than game winner has. Now, Roadster for the Derby is going to lose the big race incomparable, or Caro and Hartack like Smith, who has no peer in the modern right, age. Let's, in let's terms discuss of this. Let's discuss this for a second. He could have taken Smith back. He didn't do it to it to Giroux. He didn't, which said something about Baffert. Now, the other guy bumped his jock off and gave him some money and took Mike Smith because he was available. Baffert could have taken him into a horse he's ridden every time and bumped the jock. The jock even went and called Baffett and asked him, am I bumped? And Baffett said, I told you you were riding a horse, you're riding a horse. That says something about Baffett. It really does. I think it shows real class. I think it also shows that uh, you make a commitment, uh, you're a person of your word, and I think that's important, whether it's horse racing, any other business, or life in general. And I give Baffert and his connections kudos. Yeah, so they didn't put Mike Smith on the horse, which I give, and now he rode him every other time. So, I mean, so that, that's, it, it's, uh, it, you know what, uh, and that, that worked out. So, of the three Baffert horses, which one you like the best? They're very, very close. I like game one at least. I like improbable a little bit the most because of the position and because of uh, the, the wet track. About Something about Roadster just tells me that that horse, he's light-bodied, he's in a big field, uh, he's outside drawn, and that could cause a tough trip at Churchill on a wet surface. Uh, they're very, very close, but I see improbable getting a better journey. I love improbable's rider uh, for his style, Arad Ortiz. Alright, long-range ta- long range toddy. He got a perfect trip when he won the division of the Rebel, uh, pace-wise as well. Uh, he failed to fire first time going a mile and an eighth on a wet seal track in the Arkansas Derby last time. Uh, that race possibly could be a throwout, but I think this horse has the look of an overachiever who's hit the wall form-wise at this stage of his career. I'm only using him deep underneath. All right, spin-off. He stretched out to a mile and an eighth in the grade two Louisiana Derby with limited foundation. He showed he could grind it out, though, in that race after showing just an outstanding turn of foot against tomato cans at Tampa Bay previously. He was a wide but weakening late second to the very progressive by my standards. Uh, his profile resembles, uh, without the final prep tour de force, uh, the profile of Feller Pletcher trainee, the 2017 Derby winner, always dreaming, who freaked on Derby Day. I think uh, Pletcher liked that formula. He's trying it again. But this horse is an unknown. Uh, he has quality. He has great upside. I think he's another possible Met Mile horse at some point. It's really just a questioning, a question of his seasoning, of his foundation. He also has some gate issues, which could get him, him into trouble from out there. Uh, it's a question of mile and a quarter stamina, too, given his pedigree. Now, talent does win races, and this horse has oodles of it. I just don't think it's his time. All right, and Country House. A big, lumbering, hulking, lanky horse who is horrible out of the gate, always putting himself at a disadvantage. In addition to that, he makes big moves, but he really doesn't finish the last eighth of a mile all that well, going shorter and sometimes in weaker fields than he's going to face on Derby Day. Uh, I could see him 
clogging up uh, for third or fourth because I think there's improvement in him. But I just wish he finished better. Uh, he's not a win threat. Maybe he's a try or super threat. And then uh, Bodie Express, who gets into the race. He's a... Uh, really has uh, is a horse to me with promise uh he has the a good route style he's one pace but with a good cruising speed uh i like the way he stepped up to a grade one and stretched out the two turns in the mile and eighth for the first time in the florida derby uh he was strongly paced and biased and enhanced in that race though that was the walkathon uh with maximum security he never was a threat to maximum security never mounted the real challenge uh but he still ran well he galloped out well after the race also uh he has room to improve He's better than his likely high odds, but getting position from out there, Mike, is going to be impossible, even for a horse with speed, even with the long run to the first term. I just don't see how he really gets comfortably into the game without working too hard to do so. All right. Now, what do you like? Uh, this is how I'm looking at it, Mike. I have four win threats. Tacitus, improbable, roadster, game winner. Uh, they're hard to separate. Look at my value line of odds as a power rating. I have Tacitus at deserving to be six and a half to one, improbable six and a half to one, Roadster seven to one, game winner seven and a half to one. The lower the number, the higher the power rating. I'm going to play to win the horse who's the biggest positive disparity between what I think their odds should be and what I think uh, and what the odds actually are. Uh, if I had to pick one at this point, if you made me pull a hair out of my hat, I would, I would choose Tacitus. Uh, but they're very, very close, and ultimately my decision betting-wise will be based on odds. Now, whoever I choose as my win bet, I will also use more, shade more on top in exactus than the other three. Now, in addition to those four, my other exacta factors are tax, win-win-win, and by my standards. Uh, I'm going to use them less on top than the others. I'm going to use them more in the third or the fourth slot than the others. If any of those three are 20 to 1 or more, I might make a win saver on them as well. And like I said, I'm feeling tax more and more as being there uh, because of the pedigree and because of some, some other factors. I like his rider too, Junior Alvarado, very underrated, very good finisher. I have another tier of horses, Vacoma, Code of Honor, War of Wills, Maximum security, who I'm going to be using deeper underneath primarily in the third of the four slots. I might sprinkle them around second, but I'm seeing them as horses who, if some speed holds on, if some horses who are close to the pace like Vacoma can, can, can suck along on a good inside, if a horse like Code of Honor can get a good trip uh, with John Velasquez on board, who I, I do like the fact that Velasquez chose him over the Pletcher horses, uh, they can be involved at a price underneath. All right, Brad, thanks very much. Uh, good luck tomorrow. You too. Thank you. All right, Brad Thomas, you'll see him at Monmouth. Uh, and uh, there's your uh, – so he likes he likes Tacitus, and then he likes the three uh, Baffert horses, uh, one, two, three, right there. And it sounds like a wet track to me, which make me wait as late in the day as I can to see if it's drying out, to see if it's heavy rain, because – uh, it makes a big difference there, and that track uh, that I've noticed at Derby at at, at the Derby, uh, they want the track to be fast, so they'll roll that inside heavy uh, and make it very good, very good for inside horses that have speed and like the wet track. Those guys would be tough. That would make a horse like Improbable very tough uh, on the inside. Also, uh, the the Cassie horse on the rail would intrigue me. 
um, the uh, War of Will, which I think would be a pretty big price from what I could see. And if you go back two races, his races are pretty good if you go back two and three races. Back after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.